Welcome to episode two of Improv on Tape. Woo. Here we are, guys. I we can't believe do. you're here. <laughs> I can't believe it's been an entire week since we recorded the last one. Oh, man. Here it I is, another intro. <laughs> Go ahead, Grandpa Joe. Uh, hey, so welcome me. back. Welcome back to the show. We're really stoked that you're back here. We're continuing with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or, same yeah, same book. Uh, we're pushing forward. Probably more Grandpa Joe stories to come. <laughs> One can only hope. One can only hope. This is the show where we take your favorite stories and we turn them on your head and we twist them and turn them into something else completely. We're continuing with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and we're going to get going. Does anyone have anything they want to say or... Uh, should someone recap real quick? Should someone? Uh, oh, of course. There's a previously on coming up. <laughs> oh, Can't wait. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, so- enjoy episode two of Improv on Tapes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Previously on improv on tape. Hey, Charlie, it's Grandpa Joe. 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 Indians, Indians. Uh, Offensive words. And now, here, here we go. That's actually very accurate. That's very accurate. Chapter 5. Mr. Bucket reads a declaration by Mr. Wonka in the newspaper. Ah, this is what I was looking for (laughs) in the first place. I can't believe someone left this newspaper in front of our door, where I haven't been able to pay for it for years, Charlie. Years since you were born when I lost everything else. Let me get to the article. Hell of a lot of exposition. says, Dear readers... If you're reading this, this means you can afford a newspaper. You're already one step closer to winning this competition. This is what the what? newspaper wrote? He, it's written by, I'll get to it. Okay, I'm sorry. I, will you stop? I like his stuff, I'll get to it, he's good. Yeah, no, I'm just, oh. The best right. writer there is. He said, right. does anyone want to hear about this competition from the Willie Man? I Let do. your father talk. He just I'm learned your f- how to read. I'd like uh, to I hear want it. to hear it. I'm your father, Joe. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> no, you're, you're someone you're else's father. Joe. You're my wife's father. Who are Too you? many old people in one room. <laughs> All right. He continues. <laughs> Continuing, he says, win my ticket, find the gold. Go to the store and pick up one bar, and then probably I one million really more. Thought that was because rhyme. That, can can I? What? What? I'm sorry, I didn't. It write just felt this. like it was in a meter, but it it just turned out you. It That's wasn't. just in my performance of the newspaper. Sorry, save please. the cheerleader, save the world. Is it say that too? <laughs> well, no, that's so, not in this article, honey. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. God. He says. He says. There are six, seven, five, 
Six? Sorry, I'm reading six, it now. Six, seven, five, six? That's a hell of a lot of <laughs> he, chances. He crossed off the numbers as he was trying to find how many tickets, and he settled on five. Wow. He said there are five golden tickets hidden amongst his billion chocolate bars. And he says if you're a young boy from perhaps a poor, destitute family who's always oh had dreams of chocolate flowing, chocolate roof, Chocolate furniture, chocolate home. Chocolate out of my... Chocolate out of your bum, your <laughs> mouth, your ears. <laughs> I was thinking ears, but he yeah, He got to I guess ears. That's... He said, maybe this is for you. But he also says, good luck. There's a billion chocolate bars. It won't be you. And then he signs it, signed, the Willy Man, who I can only assume is our town's Willy Wonka. The paper also says that after 10 years of mystery, Willy Wonka is inviting five children to tour his factory. Grandpa Joe tells us what he thinks this means. Did I not cover this? Go ahead, honey. Grandpa, it's a trap. I'd love your it's insight on this. <laughs> don't, don't listen to them. I remember back in Nam, we received a oh, notice God, for no, armistice. No. When we went out to go check on the enemy camp, we came under fire. When I returned to camp, I had killed everyone. <laughs> Mr. Bucket Grandpa. reads further that Wonka will be their tour guide. Grandma Josephine explains <laughs> what it was like on her last tour. P.S. Willie Man will give the tour to the five children and a parental figure of choice. Josephina, you, did you one day go on a tour? Of the factory? I'm I assuming. I want to make sure I'm following. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, I did indeed. It was before I was married to Grandpa Joe. What? And, uh, well, <laughs> honey, there was a time. There you, was a time. Are you oh, telling so me wasn't that a public you, tour. you philandered around with that willy fellow after he kicked me out of his place? Listen, L- listen. Lower your arms. When you do that, I can see your willy man. Oh, sorry, George. (laughs) I'm finally talking. (laughs) Excuse me. Everyone Um, in this tiny, tiny cabin. I'm sorry, go ahead. Listen to me immediately. Go Go on, Mom. So, (laughs) there are, and what I'm about to say is going to be incredibly wonderful. (laughs) It was before I was married to Joe. And there was a day that I was stumbling down the street, I had been drinking. And um, this charming, charming fellow with a very even voice stopped me and he said, hello, how are you today? Would you like to come inside and dry off? And I said, immediately, I said, yes, I trust you, sir. (laughs) I trust you. I I mean, I just knew. I just knew. What what I'm saying is I went inside. I don't remember. I don't remember the tour. I don't remember anything that happened after that. Oh, my mother. What? She was was drunk. She told us. How many years ago was this? Is it possible? Yes, honey. Is it possible? How many years ago? I'm telling you, it's a black hole. The whole day is a black hole. I, I, I truly don't I'm know when it happened. Kick him in his black hole. He could have penetrated you. Oh my God! It is possible that I'm a descendant of Willy Wonka. I think I'm <laughs> descendant of the Willy Man, Mother Grandpa wow, George. Wow, I have and... truly. I've never put that together. Excuse me, narrator, but I, this is big information that I've just received about myself. Yeah, Willy Wonka. That's pretty fucking big information for all of us. <laughs> 
The five invitations to Willy Wonka's factory will be hidden within five Wonka chocolate bars in the form of golden tickets. Charlie is so excited, he bursts into song. I've just been bursting in my soul To sing this chocolate song To dance my little jig in the corner alone Where no one can see me Everyone else sees him dancing in the corner That's my boy! He has my voice! Just jumping at the bit For a bit of chocolate See how I rhymed that there. <laughs> we hear Mr. Wonka's closing declaration in the newspaper in Mr. Wonka's voice. Buy my chocolate bars. <laughs> <laughs> you two could win. S see you on the other side. <laughs> oh, God you got to hand it to that guy. He's got a way with words. Oh, I got to hand it to him. <laughs> the grandparents all have differing opinions on this news, but Grandma Josephine is too ill to respond. What? Hold on, just real quick. Real quick, out of character. Are you fucking Grandma. just. Is That's that what pointed? It okay, I was like, is that out of script? Are you just. Okay. I got, I got my moment. You know what? <laughs> wow, I just felt You're like an attack. Right, that, that feels wrong. Let's try <laughs> that again. You okay, might just, be changing the book a little, a little bit. I just felt like a real attack. <laughs> Do it. Let's fix Roll Doll a little bit. The grandparents all having different. The grandparents all having differing opinions on this news. <laughs> that's not wrong. <laughs> Let's just talk about that's, how we all feel about this. That's how you this. fix Roald Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Joe then plants the seed in Charlie's mind of how he might find one of the golden tickets. Charlie, it's me, your Grandpa Joe. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> right here. All right, I've got an idea on how you might snag yourself one of those golden tickets. I'm just chomping at the bit here. Yeah, well, here's another dollar. I was saving this for more hookers and blow. So that's one. a total of two. Yeah. Wow. That's at least two candy bars. Uh, two out of a billion you can't lose. <laughs> It's a foolproof plan. Most of those kids are out there buying one. You've doubled your odds, Charlie. Now go forth and bring us victory. And if you get in, take me with you. I want to give Willie a piece of my fucking mind and ask him if he remembers Jolene. Charlie questions the viability of this happening. Okay. It's simple math. Yeah, no, no, it is simple math. So you said instead of getting one out of a billion, now I'm getting two out of a billion, and that's your grandmaster plan here? Listen, Charlie, it's me, your Grandpa Joe. God damn it. Okay. It's, the the it's just not going to work. Just it's simple odds. Statistically, it's we're just, just going to lose. This isn't even worth spending the $2 on. I'd rather get you a hooker at this point because at least that will happen. You'll get one. You'll get off. We'll have all, you'll have fun. And we don't have to worry about this anymore. It's just useless for us. Charlie, Grandma Georgina goes into why the odds of Charlie getting a golden ticket are in his favor. No, listen, Charles. Yeah. You're gonna win. You got that? Because one time I read this little book called The Secret. And what it means <laughs> oh. is, if you just think 
I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. Mm -hmm. And look, I know we don't have mirrors in here in this little cube, but if you go down the street, turn left on 6th, take a right on Oakwood, and then turn a left on Broadway, there's a lake. You can look inside, and then you can talk to yourself. <laughs> what you'll no, say is, we don't live near I, a lake. Charlie, uh, take my directions, boy. <laughs> Chapter 6. Mr. Bucket reads another newspaper article. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this actually the way the chapters go? Jesus, on. what am I doing? No, no. Bear with me. Bear with yeah. me. Oh, God damn it. What a monotonous, repetitive I'm chapter. I'm so glad I found so many of these on, papers. Boy. Mr. Bucket reads another newspaper article, this time about Augustus Gloop, a tremendously fat little boy who has found the first ticket. Oh, my dear boy. One little boy. Let me just read it. God damn it, Dad. All right. <laughs> Start with the words on the paper first, instead of trying to paraphrase what you think you're going to know. It's so infuriating. Okay. Back, back to one. Back to All one, right. Dad. Let Here we the, go. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it now. Yeah, no, that's a All good right. idea. Just give me one moment to focus my eyes. <clears throat> it says, Oh no, if your hope is to find the golden ticket, you're one down. There was a... Uh, hold on, this word is hard for me. Big. Obese. Oh. Obese. Obese Sorry, little yeah. boy named Augustin, Augustus, Augustin, Augustin, Augustus, Augustus Gloop. His name is a. Someone else read that, that name right. for me. Augustus what is the name? Gloop. Augustus. We Augustus hear Augustus Gloop's mother, Mrs. Gloop, explain why Augustus was bound to receive a ticket. Jacques felt that is the way I phrased him. You know, he's a winner. He's a winner, and uh, that's what we do in our family. We win. <laughs> That's all there is to it, you know? This is German, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> she says, this is German, if anyone else is wondering. And then um, it just says, oh no, again, one down and to a dirty, dirty German. <laughs> Augustus tries to speak, but his mouth is full. <laughs> He says, yes, he says, my mother is the best mother in the world. I'm a winner. <laughs> the entire world becomes preoccupied with finding the remaining four golden tickets. Mr. Bucket explains all the things he's seen children do to get one. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, Noah. Well, after my 18 hours at the toothpaste factory, I only have six more hours of the day. But when I'm walking home through the fleece and snow. They're called streets. They're called it's, streets. Oh, that's right. 
Oh, God. And when I'm walking home, I see boys chase after other boys, trying to find their chocolate bars. I see girls chasing after other girls, trying to get their boyfriend's bars. And I see some parents burning other parents' children's at the stake. I saw it once. I promise you, the world has gone... Mad. The world has gone mad. And, um, and you gotta get the hot it's plate, just put it on his anarchy. Head. It's complete anarchy out there. Not only that, they've brought back crucifixion. It's, <laughs> I can't tell you what people are willing to do to get this golden ticket. But boy, listen to me carefully. You must do everything you can to get one. Get us out of this life. Another they newspaper shows up. <laughs> oh my God! The entire thing is just newspapers. Wait, last one of all Grandpa Joe stories. So there's, there's everyone's going to get a turn. Everyone's uh, going to get a turn. Wait, there's another newspaper. Let me oh read God. this one to you. It just I, arrived. Another newspaper shows up the day before Charlie's birthday. The second ticket has been found. The finder is a girl named Faruka Salt, the heiress of a peanut shelling factory. In her voice, we hear her plan of how she was able to get a golden ticket. It was easy, really. All I did was shut down my my father's factory, soon to be my factory, filled with a bunch of people doing what they do, what poor people do. Ruka darling, <laughs> she's exaggerating. We we bought every Wonka bar we could find. That's right, and, and it's a substantial <laughs> amount. And and I had every factory worker just just open them up and, and we shut down for a full week i mean the, the loss of income was staggering but my little girl will get her golden ticket and there it is veruca throws a tantrum over her father trying to take the spotlight father shut up duly noted dear duly noted get to step back now father throw me in the air Charlie's grandmothers <laughs> respond with how hideous a girl Veruca is and why. Well, that girl is sharp looking. Sharp? Is that a compliment? Did you, Did you say, say, compliment? Did you say no, sharp looking or sharp looking? She looks snivelly. She looks obtuse. Charlie no, goes. <laughs> Wait, let me guess. Hold on. There's going to be another newspaper. <laughs> We're going to hear about one of these other fucking rotten kids, and then we're going to hear what our wives think about him. Is that right? It seems to be a pattern emerging here. Yeah, it seems to be pretty. Charlie some... goes into why he doesn't stand a chance of getting the ticket. Well, clearly, a uh, ticket won't come my way because it only comes to people who are, who are completely awful, just either eating too much and just in full gluttony or just have too much money and they can just spend it. And I, I don't have any of those things, so there's no possible way for me to get a ticket because I've... Oh. I come from nothing. I'm Charlie Bucket, and I might as well just be Charlie Empty Bucket. 
Charlie, what are you talking about? <laughs> the odds, the, every time a ticket goes away, the odds of you getting one increases. No, Joe. There were five tickets That's before. not how it works at all. There were five that's tickets the... before. That's a 20% chance to get a ticket. Those now are there such are three bad tickets statistics. left. That's a 33% chance to get a ticket. It's insane how much the cocaine has rotted insides of your brain. And, the and cocaine it's... and the killing. Yeah, Mrs. Bucket calls Charlie to bed and gives him words of encouragement. Come along, Charlie. Let me pick you up like usual. Ah, thank you, Come into my arms, Charles. And there you are. Lay down your head there on the pillow. I fluffed it for you. Look she at my reminds eyes. him that tomorrow is his birthday and that he will get his own chocolate bar to unwrap. Just in case you don't remember, Charles, hmm? tomorrow is April 3rd. What's, huh? what's huh? April? Is what is April third my it's birthday? Your birthday. It's the day that, well, thirteen years ago you came right out. I'm thirteen and... now. Yes. <laughs> Can I be yes. emancipated at this age? No. no. Not in England. Not where we are. We're we're not. We are not. We're in Ohio or someplace. Not in the great North. She's gone back into the fantasies. She's gone back into the fantasies where she's living in her singer land. She landed in England. She's at the Moulin Rouge. There's that cat again. That's my boy. Chapter 7. The four grandparents hail Charlie with birthday greetings as he enters the room the next morning. Happy birthday, 13-year-old. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Take it in, Charlie. Charlie gives a speech about his birthday present, a Wonka Whipple scrumptious fudge mallow delight bar. Well, with this Wonka scrunchest... Just read it, Charlie. It's not that hard. (laughs) It's not that hard. Just read it. It's right there on the bar. Read what your present is, Charlie. (laughs) Yes, just the words there. Don't summarize it. Just read. Okay, enough from everyone. I was hoping that this bar could maybe be the thing that catapults us buckets into something better, you know, maybe into, I don't know what's better than a bucket, but I was going to come up with something that's like better than a bucket, like a bowl. Maybe we're the bowls now, you know? Like a bathtub. Or or a bathtub, if you will. Maybe this will catapult us to be more than just buckets, you know, and maybe- An above ground swimming pool. Okay. So I, (laughs) I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for what we do have. I know it's very little. And I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm a barely thankful tower. for this. That I wish that we had more. Water. I'm disappointed in all of us. Sing us a song, Charlie. Sing us all a song. Everyone leans in as Charlie caresses the packaging of the chocolate bar. <clears throat> and I guess, I guess, wish that I could. Wow, <laughs> feels nice on the. Rub it good and skin. hard, Charles. Oh kind my nice God! I think like he that. is Willie's grandson. Oh, good lord! Look how the that 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 that. Foil packaging just makes a nice little crinkle sound when you rub it on your skin, your body, and you. Mm. The weirdest okay. ASMR video ever. I just need a little, uh, a little corner time with my chocolate, if that's okay with the family. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Charlie begins to unwrap it slowly, explaining how the suspense feels. Tingly and kind of warm, but it's like there's a buzzing in my belly as I pull back that corner and look into that little chocolate right there. And I'm, you know what? I'm just going to pinch a little bit off and like that, and I might just, I might just lick it. I might just touch it to my tongue a little bit, and I'm just going to get nice and close to this. Maybe it'll be a little like. A nice little sound for everyone to really enjoy this chocolate with me. Watermelon so sugar. Mm. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, he tears away the wrapping paper and discovers no golden ticket. Well, I mean, what I don't the, know what we were expecting here. What There's, are the odds? <laughs> the odds that this would happen are actually in my favor. There's my favor to have not gotten anything. And I shouldn't have expected anything else. Like I said... Well, not what I said. Like Grandpa George said, no chance yep. in hell. It's fine. It's fine. I, uh, I'm not hurt by this, Charlie. and I don't need time alone to go think. Um, it's fine. Charlie smiles sadly and tries to share some of his present with his entire family. Maybe we could all eat some of what I don't have. Maybe we can all munch on the nothing. Maybe we can all eat the sad. Maybe we can. <laughs> Maybe all of our tears. Well, Charlie, another chocolate. Charlie. Maybe if we all try and just cry together, a chocolate bar will come out of this ground and we'll, we'll build a whole chocolate factory. Oh, for Charlie, Charlie, maybe, Charlie. Maybe this is our chocolate factory. Maybe this, this cabin is the best that it gets. Oh, my poor boy. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, it's me, your grandpa Joe. I'm so sorry this is happening to you. But if, if you wouldn't mind, you're kind of bringing down this celebratory day. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. Yeah. I can shoulder this weight. I can shoulder the weight of this family. And the burden Charlie's of being mom begins to bucket. sing to cheer him up. <clears throat> oh, God. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> so you didn't get it this time. Most people never do. Most Just people look at die. Us. <laughs> oh, but you have your family, your right, family. dear? You have what you need here. Here. Look at these four walls. The only thing you'll ever need is, is right inside. Thank you, family, for that dredge. Chapter 8. That evening, the third and fourth golden ticket finders are in the newspaper, holding a newspaper close to his face. His <laughs> eyes are bad and he cannot afford glasses. Mr. Bucket reads the account of Miss Violet Beauregard's discovery. All right, one more. It looks like the third child has found a golden ticket. Her name is... Uh, Ver Ver Oh, her name is Veronica. Just read it, Child. Violet. Dad. Vi Violet, Violet Beauregard is her name, and she. Um. Well, everyone, look at her picture. Surrounded by reporters and flashing cameras, Violet Beauregard explains her find while furiously chomping on a piece of gum. Yeah, what do you want to know? 
We want to know. <laughs> Violet explains why she likes chewing gum. I like that. You know, I have severe TMJ, but I just switched to the other side <laughs> to try and even it out. The reporter presses Violet about her mother's stance on the gum. And uh, how does your mother feel about your gum-chewing habits? That fucking whore. <laughs> like I would ask her her opinion. <laughs> like it means anything to me. <laughs> Mrs. Beauregard tries to defend her parenting skills. I mean, it's just a little gum, I suppose. It's it's not that bad. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Trent, this article is quite short. <laughs> so let's yeah, move on. Bizarre. Because... <laughs> Violet explains the new world record that she has also set by chewing gum. Oh, I just needed to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won first place. After hearing the story about Violet, Charlie's grandmothers once again offer up their opinions. I liked her a lot. That one I liked. I thought she had a very useful jaw. Mr. Bucket goes on to read about the TV household. Yes, there's, um, the fourth child has found the ticket, and it's, it comes from the TV household. His name is Mike. But let me just read the article instead of just summarizing it again. It, it says, comes, it it comes says, from the TV oh, that you're going to read Oh, it? look. It says, oh, look, and then it has a picture. But You're doing the, the same thing that words. you do. You're doing the it same. Says, it says, oh, look, and it says, look, the, the fourth child, Mike TV, uh -huh. he found his golden ticket. That's all. That's all, Surrounded but then it, it goes reporters. on with the interview. <laughs> Surrounded by reporters, Mike TV, the fourth ticket holder, sits in front of a huge television watching a violent show. He describes to the reporters what he is watching. I'm uh, watching a uh, Ken Burns documentary about Nam. It's uh, <clears throat> kind of, uh, it reminds me of uh, my time in the surf. I mean, my, my, my dad's time in the service anyway um i like watching the um the foreign people die you know how it is uh, I, I also like watching the americans kind of do you like to watch the, the americans die uh no the americans uh i don't think any american died in this war whatsoever if i'm watching the right the right doc the right uh breitbart documentary i think it's, it's Kem, kemper i thought it was ken burns no it's it's breitbart it's breitbart documentary and uh, so you yeah, anyway that's uh, basically what i do all day sit here right here in that love seat and i just uh watch um essentially bloody things sexy things uh anything kind of late night content what was so, the question late night sexy violent things got you to your golden ticket no, so um, basically how that happened was uh, I thought about buying one ticket, and then I thought, you know what I could do? I could double my odds. I could buy two. I could buy two bars. Buy two so bars. I, I went down the road. This kid's and, smart. Um, I kind of walked a long way, you know, down to that down oh, that dusty we're long, western for sure. road. We are walking long. And um, I found a store, and uh, he said, "Oh, you want a you want a ticket?" And I said, "No, I want two. So about two bars, I opened the first one, and actually that had the ticket. So I haven't even opened the second bar. Maybe the, the fifth ticket is in this bar. Holy shit! Wow. Well, that is quite a story. Back to you, Ken. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Am I supposed to do something when you say back to you, Ken? Or do, what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of new to this. While the reporter just... asks my questions, Mike wears 18 toy pistols strapped to his chest and jumps up and down, shooting the reporter intermittently. <laughs> so basically what you do is you kind of just stand there like the... Like the foreigners. And right. uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just pop, 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 pop. So um, like the foreigners, I'm unarmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll remind me of my time in the serve. I mean, my, my pop's time in the in the service. And um, go ahead and then when, when uh, you know, when I shoot you with this gun, uh-huh. you just take it real hard. And you just fall down. You're dead already. But I'll shoot you with my 17 others. Uh, fair enough. Go ahead. You have to act <laughs> that out now for the, for the cameras. All right. And uh, pop. Ow, That's ow. one pop. You're okay, dead. Ow. Oh, I'm. Uh, Lay on the ground. Bleed. All right. Uh, bleeding. Bleed. 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 One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. That's eighteen shots total. Seventeen after death. Well, I, I lay here bleeding on the TV's uh, living room floor. Back to you, Ken. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What What do I do when you throw back to the? To Ken. Grandpa it, George gives. <laughs> it's so strange. That child's face. It reminds me of Michael T. in in the service back in Nam. That boy plays too much Call of Duty. Couldn't be I, more clear. I'm not convinced that that's a boy. Like, we're using, like, a young boy. That seemed like a he might have been yeah, an older like man. He looked like he was a thousand years old. And like he smoked at least a pack an hour. Like he's like seen he some things. Yeah. Camels. Grandpa George gives a prepared speech to everyone on how many golden tickets remain and what this means for the family. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right so folks, that's that's total of four, four tickets. Four tickets all at one, and 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 let's let's let's. Let's don't just yourself. hope. There's one left. Let's just let's Grandpa, just hope. There's one left. And, don't and don't over. Cross our it. fingers. Cross, cross, oh, oh, oh. cross your fingers. That the fifth one. Dad, is there anything we can do about this? Well, I could put him out of his misery and save his cabbage for the rest of us. You don't have the balls to do it. Is it like a democratic thing? Do we vote on something like that? Or we is can. That just, is Would you like, like to second natural, the vote? I I don't know. George, are you saying there's one left? Is that what you're trying to get at here? Uh, uh, that was the gist of it. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what we should do about that? Or like, Buy chocolate, you fool. <sighs> <laughs> that night, over the radio, Mr. Willy Wonka gives final words of wisdom for those searching for the final golden ticket. There's one still out there, so... <laughs> Keep buying them. <laughs> Keep buying them. <laughs> Why is that so fucking funny? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Improv on Tape. Please like, share, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. The show was co-created by Christopher Ninez, Eric Kimbleton, and myself, Mason Trueblood, rounded out by a talented cast of actors, Sean Condy, Noah James, Eric Kimbleton, Christopher Ninez, Janet Parizo, Lauren Reeder, Trent Shumway, Mason Trueblood, and Owen Virgin. Music done by the fabulous Cameron Chambers and the Cameron Chambers Philharmonic. If you liked us, you can find us on social media. We've got Twitter. It's at Improv on 
on Tape, and we've got Instagram. It's at Improv on Tape Show. Give us a follow there. Leave us a nice comment, a sweet tweet. If you didn't like us, we don't have social media. We don't have Twitter. We've never heard of Instagram. Please ignore us. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. See you next time. <laughs>